Welcome everyone to the second part of our indie filmmaking episode. This is Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Uh, this episode is going to have a little different feel to it than the ones you've heard before. Uh, we get a little bit more personal, a little bit more uh, in-depth into our process of making independent films and why we do it and, and tell some stories about uh, on the set. So hope you guys enjoy it and uh, let's get a little bit more personal. They're going to put me in the movies They're going to make a big star out of me We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I got to do is act naturally all right, we're back. Um, going to try to stay on point. Stay on target. <laughs> who, who knows where we'll end up this time. Um, we'll, probably, we'll try not to bring up any department stores. to <laughs> yeah. Stay on target. Because you know how those department stores can get you going. Get you, yeah. get you God knows where. Um, Especially when you got, you're talking about little boys' paints. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> At least they're not half off. <laughs> yet um so we yeah so we make movies um we make independent movies um the thing is like we don't make any it's not like we make a, any money doing it We're, it's not for a uh any sort of tangible reward that we do this not that we, we're all at all opposed to it or you know, we're definitely that not to happen or definitely not and that would i guess I, we can get into it later but maybe that's mm-hmm. that's the end goal or one of them but um can i yeah. say something real quick yeah uh, maybe <laughs> it's not about sears <laughs> or Coles or target or anything but yeah. I, I agree we do this for the love but and this is the challenge to everybody out there what do you think is a better what what do you think's a better uh, result of our time our hard time that we that we use in, on a daily basis in a week in a month in a year do you think it's better for Scott to be working for <laughs> wherever it is he works mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where he works but he works somewhere or would it be better for him and two of his Biggest, biggest pals to be united yeah. and doing that thing that they do. Yeah. To bring yeah. joy to everybody out there. It's, it's, do we bring joy to ourselves? Yeah. Sure. But we don't <laughs> we just do it do for that. ourselves. Yeah, we do. Yeah. No, you make a good, you make a good point. You make so a, I'm just saying, where, where do you want us? I don't think that could fall on deaf ears. Do you, do you want us where we are now or do you want us somewhere else? It's gonna be. That's gonna behoove you more. Yeah, I. You know, I'm just saying. Well, there's Todd's shameless two minute plug. That's right. <laughs> to try to get this to be our. We can talk. We can our, come back to that. Living. But yeah, like if anything, we've. There's no telling how much we've all personally spent. Oh my gosh. In in money and time on on making these films, um, which you know I enjoy the heck out of doing it. Um, but yeah, why? In your all's words, knowing that the end result could be like we we could have reached our ceiling by now. Like this could be all we ever get out of it is what we're getting out of it right now. Like what for you all? Why do you why do you do it? Okay, so before we get into that, because that's a good question. 
knowing we're leading into that question, let's talk about what we all do. And just kind of a little background on ourselves. Okay. I am divorced five, <laughs> divorced for eight years. <laughs> and father of a 12-year-old girl. And yeah, I've got a full-time job making commercials. So that's the nutshell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so your turn. Well, let me just start by saying... I mean, if you've been basically single for eight years, I'm really <laughs> disgusted at the amount of product you've put out by this time. It's true. So, come on. It's really true. <laughs> I want to see more, and I want to see more quality. No. Um, no, I, well, I mean, I, I'm married. I have uh, two kids, um, 16 and almost eight. Well, actually, almost 17 and almost eight. So that makes it seven and 16. For you, math leets. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so full time, full time job. And where do you work? I work at Center College, a fine liberal arts college in the heart of Kentucky, nestled mm-hmm. in Danville. And when I say nestled, I mean there's no major traffic arteries. The internet just told me this this week, in fact, that Center was the best school in. Uh... In the state. Hey, congratulations, Todd. That's what well, it said. It, and, I, and, you know, it, there are definitely adjectives in there, in that headline that I should know <laughs> to, yeah. like, make, you know, to, to, for this story to be completely accurate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was the best of something. Yeah. And I don't think it was, like, saying just the best, like, uh, um, liberal arts college. I know it wasn't that. It was much more broad than that. But anyway, right. it's it said it was the best of something. Well, let me say state. one thing about the internet. Always right. They were right. It's right. It's always right. <laughs> it's exactly right. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful job. I, I love working there, and I, I get to do kind of what I like to do, which is uh, which is always nice. Yeah. So I, I've never had that before. Mm. Never worked at a job where I actually got to do what I love. So. So. Todd works for Center. I work for a cable company. And it's nice. It's really nice to work for a cable company because of the love that people have for you. For Showered absolutely, with it. yes, yeah. yeah. You can't even walk down the street in Frankfurt. I bet. No, no, no. I mean, it's it, it's it's insane, especially yeah. in Frankfurt. The love that people have right. for you. Yeah, the love was so great that I had to seek out people other say, employment. Yeah. People say words like monopoly, and you know, I mean, people love monopoly. Right, it's yeah. like their the, favorite yeah. game. It's the most get, popular board game of all time. <laughs> well, you go right. You get two hundred dollars every. Every 180 time you degree, pass. 360 degrees, whatever. Right. Yeah, but I'm like you. I get to do what I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to, at least to some extent, I get to be creative with it. And and I am thankful for what I have. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you, Frankfurt Plant Board, and you know for what? 15 years of employment. And you do a good job. I appreciate that. They are very blessed to it. have someone that cares enough to not just make it pan, mm. pan, mm. tilt up. From your mouth. That's right. <laughs> to God's ears. That's right. Yeah. Ten second crawl. I know I'm getting a raise, you know, first Dag thing right. Monday morning. Probably after if this. They hear, as soon yeah, as, as soon as they up. hear this. Whenever yeah. this airs. Dag on right. right. Yeah. You're welcome. You're Alan, tell us what you do. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I do something I absolutely hate and have <laughs> hated and, and will continue to hate, but um, it's, it's one of those deals where you're sort of born into the family business and you... You do it for so long that you turn around and you're still doing it, and that's it. Then you're in. Um, but I uh, work at the muffler shop in uh, Danville, Kentucky, on the 127 bypass. If you want to come check us out, 
Um, my grandfather opened it when I was two, and it looks like within the next year, um, unless the walk softly films industry <laughs> skyrockets with a with a boom of of a financial. Don't don't count us out. People. That's right. That's right. I, I, that's I'll, I will end up taking it over by the end of the year. Remember what I said earlier. Um, <laughs> so I'm a uh, father of three, although I only have one uh, child left in the house. My 17 year old daughter. Um, I have one son, 21. One son, 20. And, and I've been married to my wife now for 12 years. I am once divorced, um, but uh, but she's she's the good one. She's the one. She's this the, is one. the good one. And I'll, that's right. She's the one, Wyatt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I think I'll, I think I'll keep her. So um, she's. I've met her. She's nice. Yeah. She's you like her? Lady. She's, she's nice. a good lady. Todd, what's yeah. the vote? She's nice. <laughs> two. Nice. We got two yeses. We share the same birthday. Yes. Three she's yeses. Very nice. Very oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Todd and her have actually have the same birthday. So. And and I would be remiss to uh, not comment on the fact that I am married. And I have a wife that I've known for 26 years 26 going on. 26 years. Wow. And we've been married since 1994, which makes that almost 22 years. So, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, also a yes from me. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, she's... she's I like that lady. She likes to... She, she acted for us, She's right? in our productions. Yes. Yeah. She She's totally supportive and by that i mean yeah supportive yeah totally i think we get total support from our families and our families are in 90 percent of what we do yes yeah. as a like or, or hanging or hanging with yeah, us while we're doing it if which they're, is they're either on camera cool. or off they're, they're yeah it's yeah helping with sound they're on screen they're they're holding a camera when all three of us have to be on and we don't have any uh, like a, a cameraman on site or whatever so yeah both the wives have provided snacks yeah which is, yeah. is like no joke, it's critical. It is yeah. like there's, it cannot be said how how clutch the snacks and drinks have been. Yeah. And the, yeah, so, clutch snacks are underrated. That's and true. Not overvalued, in my no. opinion. So yeah, I guess in a nutshell. Okay, so you were recording all the good stuff about the wives, right? <laughs> it is rolling. You got it. okay. Okay, we got that. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I guess that's us individually as a nut, in a in a nutshell. Well, yeah, a little bit a little bit of background on who we are. All right. And now we can talk about what we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Imagine that. taking those three stories <laughs> that you just heard, yeah. however long and meandering they were, and melding them. So let's do that. Let's meld them. Let's do it. Okay. So we we do this. We go out and we take up entire weekends and we spend uh, copious amounts of pocket change and time getting these things done. And at the end of it, we sometimes end up with a, a trip that we pay for ourselves to a film festival. So for you guys, why, why do we keep doing this? Why are we doing it? Right. When do you all take that? Why? I mean, why? Right. Yeah. I mean, why do we, why do we, you know, do 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 people want to be berated by alcoholic? Uh... <laughs> hey, you might need to cut this out. So it's a public service. That's what you're saying. We do, we do well, it as a public service. I think I was going back a few film festivals at a specific film festival. But, uh-huh. uh, was in, um, I think it was in uh, Cucamonga County, 
And it was, uh, well, we, we were dealing. Don't do to, it. Don't do it. Yeah. let's <laughs> Not to bring it out. No, let's just, uh, let's keep this one on the track. Stay on target. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I'm, what I'm, basically what we're saying is film festivals are fun. They are and fun. That is, it can be. And that's where you network. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where you show your craft, and that's where people show up and say, "Hey, what do you got for me? What do you do? What did you do this year?" Yeah, at WSFers. I can t- okay. So why do we do? I can I can start making a list of why I do what we do. Uh, one is it gives us it gives the three of us an excuse to get together for one thing, and I think that's why I would do it from now to the end of time, even if we have zero success. Now I get to you know we get to see each other you know, a, a fair amount of, you know, and a lot of it's because we just make time to do this sort of thing. It, right. you know, it gives us an excuse to do that. If anybody else wants to jump in, you can, I'm going to keep going with this list. But okay. well, and let me say, I think regardless of how long it took us to all sync up and harmonize and be able to appreciate each other as well as what we all liked and wanted to yeah. do together as a group, I think, um, Whenever that, whenever that crystallized back in the mid mid to late nineties, um, we all appreciated who we were. We grew, we grew up together in church, so we knew each other. Our families knew each other. We knew each other well through uh, through church relations, and so just the fact that we were able to all. I'm writing this from, down, by the way, this, from this title for a future movie: Church Relations. Church Relations, <laughs> and it's but. Not like Spotlight. <laughs> Maybe not. It's or, it yeah. might be Spotlight. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, regardless, we're doing we're doing what we love, and we've done our own film school together. We've gone through the years. And... Okay, so another reason I do it is because um, got to have a creative outlet. I have to have a creative outlet, or I'll go crazy. Um, and I think film is one of the best creative outlets because it is there's writing the visual aspect of it and the cinematography and stuff like that. And then even when we're done, um, I get to do some graphic design and stuff like that, which, you know, that's, that's another thing I love, not quite as much as telling stories, but you know, that it's something I love and, and, a, and a, an itch that I need to scratch every once in a while. And, and, you know, we get to, so we get to make posters for, you know, for these things. And so it just, it, it scratches so many of the different itches yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's a huge reason that uh, that I do this also. Yeah, I, I'll snowball on that because I was going to say in my vocation of installing mufflers on vehicles, I don't get to be creative very much. Like I'm basically just install a pipe and weld it on, and that's and. I have to like I like doing live theater sometimes, and I like because I have I also have to have some sort of creative outlet. And this gives me a chance to do that, and it's very fulfilling in that. And not only that, but also my job, I'm kind of by myself most of the time doing what I'm doing. And like one of the things I miss about playing basketball and all that kind of stuff is that I love being part of a group right. or a team or whatever. And like I feel like this group works together so well, and I love just being part of the, the team aspect of it where we kind of all know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we, we – have learned how to work together and like I look forward to getting together so much just to be part of that these individual parts coming together as one unit to do something and um, I, I'd say 
those those are one A and one B of why I, I love doing this so much is the the creative outlet also get to be part of a team with you all doing something that we all are very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And we all pass the ball. We all pass. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah. I think we're all pass first, which is sometimes is a hindrance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> three, three point guards. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Team. Yeah. We do need a big man. Yeah. There's, there's no Jordan or Kobe on this, yeah. on this squad. <laughs> um, I'd say the third and final reason for me is that um, I guess it's the storytelling, but I love to make people laugh. And like, mm-hmm. and so when, when we make these things and you've got the final product and, and when they're actually just, just to see the reactions and you can like get, yeah. it doesn't have to be comedy and laughter. Like I, I think I, you know, if I could make someone genuinely feel, you know, uh, if I could, if we could make somebody, cry through you know uh whether it was you know tears of joy oh. or <laughs> or, or, or sadness but just to move people emotionally and so in any way you know is a huge uh you know satisfaction for me that you know and that that's the magic of movies and that's why i fell in love with them but you know especially laughter when we make something and you're sitting in an audience and people are are, are laughing I mean, there's nothing, there's yeah. literally nothing better to me. There's not. I, I remember when uh, the fine folks at Daniel Cinemas 8 let us show two screenings of mm-hmm. uh, Cannonball. Um, and we, uh, if you all remember, I mean, we had fair, not not a sold out house, but pretty, cl- you know, a pretty we could good have. size. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee we could have. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of people in the theater watching the film. Uh, and as per usual, we were kind of over there in the walkway, out of out of sight, uh, mainly listening. And there's there's just something really energizing about uh, mm-hmm. about people focusing in on something you did and then laughing, yeah. laughing where man, that's that's where we that's where we planned that we planned <laughs> yeah, we planned right, for that. Yeah, yeah, we tried and, to make them laugh mm-hmm. at this, and right? They, and it worked. And then they laughed. Right. And then, but then, but then also hearing hearing them laugh at something that you really never thought would mm-hmm. get a yeah. laugh because, right? You know that that appeals to me. Does that appeal to them? I don't know. So that's there's such a such a payoff. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like doing live theater, like Alan said. There's such gratification from being up there and getting instantly, you know, hey, they like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're laughing. They're clapping. Or they're saying bravo. So it's uh, it's neat. There's nothing like it. How, you know, on a side note, you know, since it's tangent time, um, <laughs> I think that's probably just about as nervous as I've ever been in my life was was the night of the premiere night for the that cinema day. eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we did a we did a midnight show, didn't we? We did a midnight yeah, show on yeah. Friday yeah. and then a like a Saturday morning, morning or something. Yeah. Before the regular. Uh, engagement started it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I remember that yeah. you were a wreck <laughs> down there, and I I kind of was gonna go sit down with, yeah, with my my family, and remember consciously thinking somebody needs to be here with Scott. <laughs> like he needs he needs a little support right now because he is on edge. So yeah, I, I, you're not you're not lying in talking about that. Is there like when I would used to play basketball right before a game? Like when you're when you're in the the layup line or whatever, and there's like two minutes left, and you get that sort of surge, uh, that adrenaline rush. I think the only thing I've felt since then was 
getting ready to start a screen and seeing a theater full of people getting ready to watch something that you've done. Do you all feel that too? I mean, I, I'm not an adrenaline junkie, but <laughs> I that is fulfilling for me. Like I get as as much adrenaline as I need for that to satisfy. Mm-hmm. Do you all feel that too, or is it more nerves? For me, it's it's pure adrenaline, but it's not something we've ever really talked about. I don't think it is. It, it's a it's a huge thrill, you know, especially compared to when you go in and you've got two people there. That, yeah, you know. I think at Wife we had what, including us, there were maybe eight or nine oh, in the Cannonball many, yeah. screening, and some, and they were getting up and leaving during the middle and coming in, and yeah, it yeah. Was I mean, one left right after a joke we made about Canada, <laughs> so I don't know if he was a Canuck <laughs> or not. Uh, but you know, when we sh- we showed Cannonball in um, in Louisville, and I guess that was the first film festival that we got accepted to was the the one in Louisville, and we had a ton of people. A lot of them came from Danville. But um, they were there, and it was just weird to see this huge auditorium filled with quite a few people uh, sitting there and, you know, laughing and supporting. And it's just, it's very satisfying. The, uh, when we had Bizarnable up at um, the restaurant in Lexington a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, another, awesome. again, another, yeah. another great, you know, uh, great response from the crowd and, uh, you know, during and, and then after, you know, people coming up and, you know, complimenting and everything. Okay, I've got a question for you two. Um, Bizarro probably has been the m- most well-received thing we've done as far as, I guess, awards and things like that go. Um, is there a difference between, like, that level of excitement you, you, you're talking about, Alan, and that adrenaline rush? Is there a difference between the short films and the feature and cannonball is there is there a different weight is are there more stakes on the table is there is there would would there be more of a rush for you if if we make a feature and for anybody that doesn't know we the first thing we made uh kind of where we had we all all our cards in a row (laughs) or uh was a feature film and and since then we've made nothing but shorts so knowing that but anyway go ahead Mm -hmm. yeah i I think that there would be, I think maybe this is this is wrong, I don't know, but I think the longer the film and the longer we take to make it and the more we put into it the, the and the more that is at stake, then the more the rush would be yeah. for me. I do yeah. think that, yeah. I think if we did another Cannonball or another 90-minute another movie, that, like, that would be... Um, yeah, I think that would I would have a lot more emotion about that, and somebody seeing that for the first time, or a group seeing that for the first time, than seeing something that we took fourteen hours to shoot and two weeks to edit, or whatever it is. The ultimate goal for me, for us, would be for one time we make the best um, project. The the we make the best film that we're capable of. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hit on all cylinders. We're firing on all cylinders and we do the best that we possibly could. There's nothing that we look at and said, Oh, we, we half assed that, or, you know, we didn't have time to do this. We, you know, because that's what we have to do right now Mm -hmm. is is just kind of, and I think probably most filmmakers like little indie micro filmmakers, like with, uh, full-time jobs and families and that, that's probably what all of them have to do is cut corners and, and just do what you have to do just to make anything and we and maybe we don't do it enough maybe I don't do it enough to make time for it but just one time I want to be able 
you know, that we're, we're so organized and we can, that we make what I feel is the best that we can possibly do, you know, that I know that we couldn't have done it any better. And what does that look like? You know, what, what does that final product when we get to do it the way we want to do it and leave all our chips on the table? What does that look like? Like, that's what I want to see one day. There's so much out there. There is right now. Fe- who, features, shorts, yeah, like mm. yeah, yeah. Who who wants? I mean, how how do you get people to say, okay, I, you know what? I want to watch this short film. That's that's the that's the biggest problem. There's so much yeah. C R A P P out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Right now, it's easier than ever to make films. Right. And nice films based right. on the equipment. <clears throat> I mean, you could you could make a film about a guy, I don't know, let's just say he's on a phone. <laughs> oh, I knew where that walking was Walking around. <laughs> yeah. Talking about, you know, yeah. gasoline or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can talk uh, about, you can do anything. Yeah. Let's face it. Some BS fuel injection story or what, yeah. who knows what. And that could yeah. end up going who knows where. It so, could probably go to a, one of those big time festivals. But to finish your point. Easier than ever to make to make films and therefore harder than ever for people to actually see your film mm-hmm. because like you said it's everywhere right. everybody is doing this and that's not the way it was when we started it was we were at the very front end right. uh, of that movement because mm-hmm. that's when cameras changed mm-hmm. and it was affordable to do filmmaking right. on a hobby basis and so you know that that's that's the crux of it right now. It's easier than it's ever been, and it's right. much harder than it's ever been to be seen. I mean, it, you feel like you're you're shouting into the void half the time. Right. How do you get eyeballs? And that that's yeah. So that's our problem right now. Yeah. For anybody listening, like you know, our problem is how do we get seen? Like we feel, I feel that our stuff is good enough to entertain, and that it could grow an audience that we could grow an audience that first big, that viral movement, that one thing that people latch onto and, and get to know you and, and it spreads out from there. We haven't been able to hit on. Yeah. And we haven't really tried that hard to hit on that. We've talked about it in the past, mm. you know, about what that looks like. But, um, it's I like think going we spent to a lot of the day to day hashing out a story that I think mm-hmm. might had the possibility as big as anything we as much as anything we've ever done might have the possibility to get us enough momentum maybe to get something done if we can mm-hmm. do it right cast it right and that story you're talking about that short film that you're talking about that's solely based on the merits of the story right that the yeah you think that we think, I have enough confidence right. in that story that, right yeah that it would be a really good film in no way is that some of the gimmicky stuff that I think it would that it would take to possibly build an audience, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the way a lot of people do, where they you know will make a Star Wars fan film with a you know a pre made audience. The audience Ugh. is already yeah. there. You know, yeah. none of us can get into yeah. that. None of us right. have been able to get into that. And you know, there's a couple things that we talked about that I think we could get into that could possibly draw. Uh, you know, a, a, a pre-existing audience, but it would be so great if, you know, if there weren't a million things out there to watch that n- and nobody wants to take the time to look at something new from people they don't know. Mm-hmm. So we can yeah. make the best short film with this, this, you know, this thing we all agree that it's a great story and it, you know, it could be absolutely great. And then we can make it and, you know, the same 200 people that always watch our stuff will watch it and say, that's great. 
Right. And then nobody else will watch it because I don't know who those guys are. It goes into the ether. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. It's gone. You know, there. You know, you can you can network and you can put it on social media, but again, it's it's like going to the cheesecake factory. You've seen the menu, right? (laughs) You see how much stuff's in there, right? Uh Are you ever going to try everything that's in there? You're going to try half of what's in there? There's too much in there. It needs to be streamlined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's the problem. Okay, when was the last time you went to YouTube or Vimeo and said, mm. you know what, I'm going to spend an hour and I'm going to watch... Just surfing around. I'm right. going to watch 11 five-minute shows. Yeah, never, films. ever. Yeah. Mm-mm. So we're part of the problem, is what we're saying. Uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah. It's, how you know, how do you become how do you make yourself worth people's time and uh, you know and that's one thing we're going to try to do with uh with space caps and we can i don't know we can talk about that later i don't know how long this show's gonna i have be. no idea you might have to split this up in a few <laughs> right a few podcasts but uh so so let's talk about where we're going i want I, like this first episode I think we want it to be like, here's the goal of this conversation is to be the most honest conversation about independent filmmaking out there, mm-hmm. you know? So, and we are small time independent filmmakers as of right now. We are as, you know, as, as small time as it gets with, well, we've, we won some stuff here and there, but, uh, you know, we've never been in film festivals outside our own state, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge goal. Yeah. For me, it would just, oh, it, yeah. it's, you know, it would, there would be some satisfaction to that. I um, want to be in a hot tub with Parker Posey <laughs> in Sundance. Not, not for, not like that, but <laughs> well, I'm just saying if well, I'm, if I've gotten to that point <laughs> independently. I've I'm, heard you say it many times. And I, and I meant it. Just, I, and I, again, I don't find Parker Posey attractive at all. <clears throat> not Dude. really. I mean, and that's nothing against Parker. Uh, it's just. And that's just, if I'm there, if I'm in a hot tub with an independent, can we film change it to like Tim? Let's just change it to Tim Robbins. Just okay, for, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Um, <laughs> that's a lot better. Let's just go ahead and take go back a little. Well, if Susan was with him, and we were uh, like in there right. talking together about <laughs> okay. stuff, let's but, go with that. But anyway, um, so yeah, if if we can get to that point, mm-hmm. you know. Where, you know, it's all about, you know, if you can get there and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. We, we got here. Is this gonna, is this gonna, you know, mean anything more for us and what we do going forward? Are we gonna be, are we gonna be out here again? Are we gonna be a, a fixture? Uh, we have the choice or the chance to get out here because we broke through that, you know, that film of. It's yeah. hard to get out. It's hard to get into a, a festival of that size. So tell me, what is success to you to both of you what what is success is you mentioned sundance is would would us getting a short film into sundance would that be success to you no not not would that be our biggest success to this day it would be our biggest success it's not your goal right it's a huge step though i would like not many like i just said not many things can get me excited but I, that is one thing. Like yeah. if we got a notification that said you're in Sundance, that's one thing that would make me scream. Yeah. And maybe right. it shouldn't be that way. Right. Like, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think it's kind of a sham, especially after something well, we right. watched today. Where, where, where does all that submission money go to? Yeah. But I mean, 
I, I mean, I love it. I love I love what what they're trying to do. I think they get lost along the way, and there's like you know, as big as the thing has grown, like that's just mm-hmm. what happens. Like you know, the <laughs> when you look at the IOC and FIFA as like macro scale, kind of what happens to things. They just get there's there's so many moving parts, and things get lost along the way, but. It would just mean affirmation to me for us mm-hmm. to get something into Sundance. And I know I've seen things that, in my opinion, that we have produced that as of today are more deserving than some of the things that have gotten into that festival over the past year or two. And that's fine, you know, because it's so subjective. It's and very subjective. In yeah. fairness to them and us, though, we haven't submitted anything uh, right. to Sundance except True. for like we were just talking about that earlier Cannonball which right. had no shot of getting in I yeah. submitted it like not knowing what I was doing I submitted it before it was finished there were there were missing shots that was two hours long mm-hmm. which they do not want to see and so it had no chance whatsoever to, to get into Sundance I the only thing the only other thing we've ever entered is the last thing that we made which was a complete like of Alan staring at paintings because I thought maybe this will be so weird yeah. that this will be the thing that, you know, they'll put in. Yeah. Um, didn't get in. Yeah. Um, but those are the only two things we've ever submitted to Sundays. It's expensive people. Yeah. It's like Just, 90 bucks. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it is. A, a 80, feature. 80, anyway. 90 bucks. Or yeah. I don't know if the it, shorts are the yeah, same. They're or pretty close. Yeah. So, um, no, don't get me wrong. If if we got accepted, I would be ecstatic. Bouncing off the and walls. I would bounce would, off the yeah, walls. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think the key uh, for me, success would be okay. Are we at a are we at a place where we can support ourselves doing what we want to do, doing mm-hmm. doing just this? Yeah, that's ultimate success. That's the success ultimate success for me, mm-hmm. and and for me as well. I yeah. totally agree with that. If we if we could, yeah, if all three of us could not be, you know, quit our current jobs, right. And tell stories for a living. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate success. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 I think we've we've talked about this and we've said this before. If, um, if even if I'm just making enough, like I don't want to be rich. I don't care. But if we're making enough to make movies, if we're mm-hmm. making enough right. to make a living, so we can tell stories and like, yeah, you know, that's fine by me. If if each of us made fifty grand a year success to me like you know the you know the more the better fine but yeah if if we could just make that full time and and actually crank out some content which Which, we don't do enough of right and Mm -hmm. which would change the way we do everything Mm -hmm. because if we don't have job monday through friday eight to five and our 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 job is writing our job is Mm -hmm. producing uh, and putting together these things in an independent fashion, and they end up wherever they end up. To me, that that's I would do that. I would, you know, if I'm making that kind of money, and I'm able to take care of my family, and I'm getting to do mm-hmm. that. Because I mean, to me, that what else is there? I mean, right. You know, is that your definition of success? I, I think in general, but I, I don't. I, one thing I was going to ask you all as a sort of a side to that is that like that, I think that we all three agree that that is what we would define as like the ultimate success. But if we never got that, would that be, what would be the lowest point we could get to, but you all would still be satisfied with what we did. 
like at the end of all this. Yeah, if we're if we're, we're eighty if, years old, if we if we haven't done that, will you all not be satisfied? Or is there another point we could get to that's not quite there, but you all will be satisfied? And I think for me, if we got a what I, a legit opportunity to show what we can do to somebody, and if we didn't make it, I think I would still be satisfied. Like if we just mm. got what I would feel like a fair got shot. a chance. Yeah, if we got our chance to do something and we just we didn't for whatever reason didn't make it, I would at least be satisfied knowing we had our shot. If we didn't do it, we didn't do it, but we had our shot. I think I'm with you on that in that what I said earlier that kind of that we we kick this thing off with the 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 thing that I could be satisfied with that I would be completely satisfied with even if we if we never made it, if we never made a dollar was if we at some point mm. make a project that I feel is the, you know the best thing we could possibly right. do, you know, and it's moving. Yeah, I think that goes hand in hand. Yeah, and, you know, if, if if we can just yeah produce that one thing that I can look at and said you know there it is. We do, whether people like it or not, whether you know it never gets seen or it never you know, mm-hmm. just but I know that we put our best foot forward and and I'm you know just so proud of the work that we did, like that's yeah. That's it for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, we got to do something. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. If I'm 80 and and sinners still employed me for some reason and I'm like a door greeter, <laughs> they've like adopted a Walmart kind of thing and I'm like greeting students as they go to the library. Um, They're not number one for nothing. That's true. They have 80-year-old door that's greeters. True. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, who knows? 80s, when I'm 80, maybe, you know, maybe maybe lifespans are through the roof by that time. And we're still actually... They do, they do think they're about 10 years away from cracking cancer, from what I read. 10 years? Yeah, that's what they said. And it and it actually made sense to me what I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a big-time tangent, so let's not go down that road. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Sorry, keep going. We've probably so only gone two please. hours. So you're telling me there's a chance. Um... <laughs> Well, I want. I guess. I guess what's what's frustrating to me, and I'm not. And I'm not a horn tutor, for the most part. But I've 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 watched what we've done, mm-hmm. and I've watched it kind of tried to separate myself from how I was, you know, involved with it initially. And and I feel I, I see I see what's what's in there. I, I see that there's there's sensitive material in there, and it's stuff that. Uh, I connect with, mm. and and I think a lot of people connect with basic, uh, basic emotions and things like that. So I don't, I, you know, I know what we have, what we're capable. Of. And here's a question on that note that I wanted to ask um, you all: Do you question our talent? Like, do you question your talent? Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. God, daily. Yeah. If I let myself think about it, yes. I, I have so much self-doubt and so little self-esteem that, yeah. Yeah, all the time question whether whether or not I'm actually as funny as I hope I am. Or, <laughs> uh-huh. or I'm, I'm as good on the stage or in front of the camera as I ha- half as good as I hope I am. And, yeah, oh, yeah. all the, And I'll watch my... When we're watching something back, I'm constantly... I'm constantly uh, uh, critiquing everything I'm doing all the time, mm-hmm. and always thinking that it could be better. And yeah, I question my my 
talent. My, I question like if I write something and I'll go back and read it, like leave it alone and go back and read it a week later. I'm like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the time, questioning myself. I think that's okay. You know that, and that's what writing is. You know, mm-hmm. like what you know, James Gunn. I just read something about you know how many passes he did on. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy second script, you know, like it seems like he said 25 times, mm-hmm. you know, rewrites mm-hmm. of, on his own script, you know. So I don't think that's weird to, you know, read something you wrote last mm-hmm. week and think, no, this is no good. Yeah. Um, but so how do you feel about the stuff that we've made? Like, mm-hmm. do you do you feel good about it? Do you uh, does it does it flip flop? Like, yeah, that's good. No, I don't know. I don't know how good this is, or no, I don't think that's you know, we're not good enough, or you know, how do you think we're capable of making, you know, that one piece? I I I do think so, but I have faith more in the group than mm-hmm. I do as me and as an yeah. individual, and I have enough. I trust you all enough to tell that I think if I was goofing up or if I wasn't pulling my weight or whatever, that you all would. Tell, even if it's in, in subtle ways, you all would let me know or find out a way to pick pick me up a little bit or whatever. So I do think that we as a group are talented, but I probably defer most of that to you two. And I don't know how awful this sounds. Like I, th- I feel like we're getting deep and being honest. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't sound like we're great, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I think we're great. Like hopefully this sounds like three guys trying really hard to be honest. Right. Yeah. About the right. filmmaking process and not, you know, just going circle on it. But, right. Uh, <laughs> we just lost eight viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what do you think, Todd? I mean, do you feel... How, is it what how, I meant? Does it make sense? Yes, okay. it does. Yeah. I'm, I've never been Confidence a braggadocious person. Uh, yeah. I've always been... Uh, I've been an introvert uh, the majority of my life. And I don't think that... Um, I don't think it's wrong for me to say, I, I, when I look at our work that we've done, I know what we're capable of, I've, and I know that if, all right, if somebody came if somebody came and said, okay, here's, here's $500,000. You got a project that you, that you can shoot, we'll pay you 500 grand. If we had access to a crew, professional mm-hmm. crew, right. a DP, a sound guy, all that stuff, we had access to decent, you know, or a decent acting talent pool, uh, a name or two that we can, you know, put on a box or a poster. I have no doubts that we can take a story and craft it and then make that story work, direct the actors, um, mold the story uh, in the edit room, have all that. I have no doubts that we could do it. How close do you all feel that we've come to hitting our peak? I don't think... I don't, I don't think, think we're, we're close. No. I don't either. And the reason is because I don't think that we have had, like, I don't think we've done anything yet where we've been able to put a full amount of energy mm-hmm. and time into yeah. it. Well, if you if you could put a percentage on it of, like, you know, as good like as we can, yeah. Our peak of capability, how close have we gotten to, you know? I would say probably our most, like, just by what people talk mm-hmm. about our right. most successful thing is either space cops or bizarreable because that seems like that that was the most well received of the things we've done and for bizarreable we didn't really even have a full script and we did it in a day <laughs> yeah and 
for Space Cops, we basically, like, you know, we, we write out the script. I mean, we work harder on Space Cops than we have anything else. So I would say Space Cops is probably the most um, we put into anything, and I'm still probably going to put it around maybe at best. This might even be shooting high, but 60%. That's where I was. I was going to say 50. Yeah. I thought 50 at first, and then I was like, maybe that's tooting my, our own horn a little bit too much. I was like, eh, 60. Well, I think, uh, and I think a lot of that is is because we just we haven't been able to dedicate the time. Not even close. That we, if we, you know, if we were able to dedicate, let's say for whatever reason, uh, we had a month mm-hmm. that we could dedicate toward any project we wanted to do, uh, without fear of reprisal or anything like that. We had a month. Mm-hmm. I totally um, agree. I, I it, have ch- no, it would change completely. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, everything we've ever done has been, it's all about what can we do in this amount of time? It's not, what project do we want to do mm-hmm. next? So let me ask this question. What are the reasons we don't make more content? I, for me, 100%, it's time and energy. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and I think that would probably go for you all too, but I think that... To get our schedules on the same, to, to, to get them on the same, you know, coordinates is nearly impossible mm-hmm. because we all have kids who are active, who go to, who have, on Saturdays they have competitions and they have sports and they have these things. Plus we, I think all of us work pretty stinking hard. And then by the end of the day, you have your house you got to take care of. And then whatever time is left over, you might feel like writing, but probably not. And then, so I think... I think our biggest hindrance is to is having enough, uh, yeah, enough time and energy. Just to reiterate, um, I feel like I'm going in a circle there. But, um, <laughs> for me, a big the biggest part is energy. Yeah, when I do have time, I feel run down. Right. It's it's not just we don't have enough time. That's true, but when we, you do have time, um, I don't think any of the three of us, none of us are like super alpha male go-getters mm-hmm. like I care so much about like I'm so focused on career and success and this goal in front of like we're not super goal-driven none of us are mm-hmm. I don't think I think we're <laughs> like sometimes we're so alike that it hurts us yeah you know mm-hmm. and I know for me personally you know there are times that I have time but it's like you know I've been doing this and that and like I need decompression time and I need to just sit down and do nothing and I wish that wasn't the case I wish I could go non-stop Mm -hmm. balls to the wall Mm -hmm. produce you know I really wish I could Um, and I'm sure with discipline you know I could make myself do more of that Um, I think the easy thing to do in in that regard too is write yes because that's that's something that all three of us can do we're Mm -hmm. all good at it and it's also something you can always make time for. Mm-hmm. But do you make time for right. it? I, I'm saying I'm as bad as anybody because I can I can always find something else to do or I always have something else I need to do. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that if I can get 30 minutes in here, I need to I need to do it. I need yeah. to write for 30 minutes. It might be it might be a third pass at something I have 10 more passes at or something like that that I have to you know make better. But I think uh, I think that's just something we have to we have to change, evolve a little bit, and change the way we do things yeah. going forward. Because you know, I mean, when I look at it, and I'm not putting a, a you know amount of years on my life or anything, but I'm getting you know I'm I'm ten up from you all, 
And it's getting to that point where, okay, well, how how many more? All right, if I if I did the math, how many more short films can I do? <laughs> yeah. How many more? Especially at the rate that we're going. Right. Yeah. How many films? How many features yeah. could we possibly get done in this X amount of time? And I, but I think I think the two things. So I think we're not super goal driven. Yeah. None of us. And I think we're all of us. You know. So here comes here comes tooting our horn more. I think all three of us are good dads, mm. you know, yeah. and none of us are willing to reprioritize that. And as I don't think we should, you know, being fathers, you know, right. and, and, you good, and good ones and involved. Right. And, yeah. and none of us are the type of guys that will put this in front of that. And we could, yeah. but we don't. And, and that's something that it, uh, that's the way it, it should be. The one thing that we probably could do personally for me uh, like um, some of that downtime, I like uh, to be completely honest. Some of that downtime is, like I said, I'm the single one of the bunch, and like it's amazing how much time you get to get soaked in trying not to be the single one of the bunch. Like I don't right. want to, like I could, like you said earlier, it's totally true. Like I'm the single one. I should be the one that be able to, that should be able to get the most stuff done, uh, writing wise, and I should be able to get more editing and stuff done like that. But I don't want to be any single. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've already gone on eight years. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I don't want to be 50 and, and single. I don't. Like, I never thought I was going to reach 40 and be single. And, man, I'm bearing down on it. I just never thought that was going to happen. And so it takes an unbelievable amount of time, like probably more focus than it is time. And, and then, therefore, it, it, it bleeds into your time about thinking about mm-hmm. that, you know. Like my goal, so probably honestly, my number one goal right now is to is to find a woman. <laughs> and, uh, hey, can you wait till the feature's done? <laughs> so if my number one goal was filmmaking, which I could, I could just flip that switch and like, okay, screw it, I'm gonna be single for the rest of my life. And and if I put that energy and that focus, just the focus, into filmmaking only, all those space cops episodes would be done. I guarantee it. You know, you know, but anyway, like that's, that's, you know, one of the things we're running into. And, uh, so. And we need, you know, we're a collaborative group and we just need, you know, we need to get better at collaborating together and, and, and not leaving it all for one person, not leaving all the writing to you, but. And we've been trying to do that. And we have been. And we did that today. We've done a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we, but I think we just got to, you know it's hard because I, I mean, I agree. I, I think you can't get time back with family. Yeah. Once it's gone, once mm. they're in college, once they're off doing their thing, it, that's where they are. And I don't think any of us would change the way we've done anything no, that way I wouldn't. at all. Um, but, and you know, and I, like I said before, I think that's where it's important, you know, going forward, let's, let's bring them with us. You know, maybe they don't want to spend all day out in the woods, but dag on it, you're going anyway. Yeah, uh, you know, br- keep them. You know, involve them in the process. And and those kids, all of them, are so smart and creative. I can totally imagine if one of them wanted to pick up filmmaking and like make yeah. that their thing. I can totally imagine one, you know, them surpassing us and being the one who does. Right. 
you know, get there. If they've been around it, yeah. Right. And they and have. We, we all get super pissed off and resent them. For, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Forever. And you, that's, yeah. yeah. And there's Not for me, though, because I'm 10 years older. So it's, <laughs> you know, chances are that's what's going to happen. So, but yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think we, you know, that's, that's one thing I'm like, I, I, you know, it's so easy to say, well, why don't you just stay home and you're not going to like it. And I'm talk, trying to talk them out of it myself, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it's good. I mean, when, when Henry was in, um, when Henry was in the space cop thing, he absolutely loved it. I mean, he doesn't, he's just, he's not into right now. He's not super athletic. He's not into sports. He doesn't want to do all that stuff. And I don't want to force him to do anything he doesn't want to do, but he enjoyed that, mm-hmm. and he loved the whole the and whole make believe aspect of it. He was just he was ready right, for more. Right. And I don't care like I don't care what you do, you know, kids. I don't like I don't care what what my daughter does as long as she finds something. Just do something. I don't care what yeah, it is, right. but love it. Find yeah. the thing that you mm-hmm. love and do that. I also think it's very important for our kids to see us do stuff we love to do. Yeah, right. Like I think that's mm-hmm. good for them to not see us get miserable at work and come home tired and lay around on the couch and watch TV. I think it's a very healthy thing for them to see us get super excited about something and go out and do it and work hard to do something that we don't really get anything out of other than just pure joy of it. I think that's healthy for them to see. Yeah. And then Dad loves this. He's having fun. And then they see the end product. Yeah. And they see, oh, wow. You know, that that didn't, you know, that was hard work. They, but, but look what, you know, you know, look what, look what the end product is. So... When do we stop? This podcast or <laughs> that too? That's coming it's, very it's soon. It's gonna have to. It's gonna yes, have to be it soon. Has, it has to be soon. You know what? I I don't because I don't like to say. And this goes for like going into this question. This can you could apply this to anything. Anybody that out there that has been doing the grind in especially in music, I think that's the one probably the most people you know. There's there's maybe even there's definitely even more than filmmakers probably. Maybe the numbers are catching up, but. You know, people that are, have been in a band out there and had uh, actually hoped to make it. You know, what at what age mm-hmm. and what what to, when do you have to stop? And or any creative, you know, any anybody that's into any creative medium. You know, artists. What uh, when do you say enough's enough? So any, so with that in mind, like that, it, that you could apply this to across the board to creativity. When do we stop? I think. Two things would be number one when it starts becoming more of a a burden than fun when when you start feeling more obligation than you do this is something I really enjoy doing um, and that's first and then secondly it, when it starts affecting your personal life negatively mm. then you I think you gotta you gotta call it quits like if you're if it your your wife's getting ticked off because you're doing it or, or, you know, there's a blow up or it just what, you know, just anything that's, that's affecting you in a, in a negative way. Personally, I think you kind of have to give up the, the hobbies or the stuff that you're not, you're not, uh, you're not really getting anything out of If it, I think, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, if it, if it doesn't make you money and if it doesn't make you happy, you don't do it. Mm. Um, so I think that that like this definitely isn't making us any money yet, but I think it makes us all happy when it's when it when it quits being a happy thing, bringing us like a, a pure amount of joy. I think that's what that's when you got to stop. And if it doesn't, then don't stop. Well, and I, I I've heard that I've heard that before. I've heard you know right now what you're doing is a hobby. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, people have said that to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, I haven't, have you made any, no, I haven't made any money. I'll, I'll tell you, you don't have to ask me, I'll tell you, we haven't made any money on anything. Um, but it's a hobby because I'm not making money. Does that not make me an artist? Does that not make me a, a director or a writer or an actor or producer? Does, it, does that mean I'm not because I haven't had a, a piece of work that's gone to Sundance or has been optioned by a studio, a script or... Uh, no, it doesn't mean that. It just means that, you know, I'm doing, I'm an artist. I consider myself an artist and maybe nobody else does, but I do. And okay, it's a hobby, but you know, I don't, I, I want it to be more than a hobby. And so I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not going to give up that, that I love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope it, I hope it makes money. And then that way, you know, I can say, you think it's a hobby now? <laughs> and smile. Yeah. And so I like, you know, I don't want to, I would want to leave doing something that I enjoyed. Um, and, you know, and I think, I think, you know, my family realizes that it's, it's a very important part of my life. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that I do, I do get a lot of joy out of. And it's a way for me to express you know, you, we've all said it. We, we need a way of expressing creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think the three of us together are stronger, maybe, than the individual. Um, you don't see that a lot. You know, I mean, you see some, you see some directing, you see some co-directing teams. You don't usually see tri-directing teams. <laughs> yeah, I've never true. seen that. Uh, or three writers or whatever. Mm. But you, but that's what we are. And I think, it's weird because, you know, sometimes you can find two people that kind of think like-minded or mm-hmm. can compromise. Find three people, that's, that's, that might be a little different. Uh, but that's what, that's what we have. And I'm with you all on that. I think for me, and yeah, when do you stop? I, I think as soon as one of you all doesn't want to do it anymore, mm-hmm. then that's that's when I stop. Like as long as you two are in, you know, and I always, and sometimes I worry about like, like does one of them want to stop? And, or when, when we reach the point that one of them wants to stop, am I going to know? Like, you mm-hmm. know, right. am I going to be forcing them into this? You know, and, and like, I want to know. Uh, so we're, you know, that's not the case, but as long as all of us want to do it and it, and it brings something to us, then, then I'm, I'm good to go. And, and when the day comes that, you know, one of us isn't into it, then I'm probably going to write, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, for that's what I'll do after that. But as long as we want to do this, and I, and I hope it continues, but when you, and the, per, and the reason for that is when this is all said and done, just like you said, even if, it, even if it's just a hobby and we never make a dollar doing it, when it's all said and done, we, we're leaving something behind. Right. Just like all those musicians are. They made music. They made paintings. They made you know. You made something. You can point at it. There it is. And people and you know and in the case of artists, those people might pass away and say, "Look, you know, somebody later says, look at this. You know, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is one of the right. great artists of art, you know, that ever lived." <laughs> I'm not saying that about us, but the fact that you left something behind, you created, you produced. And that's what we're doing. Like we're making things that have 
wow, that would be really <laughs> be awful if I cry right now on our stupid podcast. <laughs> I think you should. Surely I won't do that. <laughs> I can cry easy talking about stuff. Okay, let's, let's, let's hold it together. Hey, you're single. You should cry. But um, <laughs> the stuff that we make, we've got, we've got um, shorts, we've got shows, we've got space gaps that have our kids in it at this age. Mm. And then it's done. Yeah. You know. And there it is. Yeah. Like for the for as long as we live, there it is. There's, you know, there's Colton and Aram, exactly. And Grace and uh, Henry and on the front porch. And, right? Yes, the and there's Henry as the mini chief, and you know, and here's Sophie making her appearance in in you know three space. ladies and yeah, yes, and all that stuff. We've got we've got a feature film, you know, in the can with one of our good friends that we lost, mm-hmm. you know, and that, I, <laughs> and I am going to cry. Yeah, but his sis, his sister messages us on Facebook yes. and says, it's his birthday today. And I watched that. Right. And we did that. And it, and it, 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 it that movie broke even and it never made us a dollar. And you know, 400, a thousand people have seen it. I don't, you know, I don't know how many people have seen it, but it's there and it's always going to exist. And it means something to me. And I know it means a lot of you know it means something to people. All of our dads were in that movie. Yeah, at yeah. Some point. exactly. Yeah, They're not yeah. going to be here forever. Yeah, it's not for nothing. It's not. My, like, I'm Judy Ross. Every time she talks to me mm-hmm. about, I've always got Alan. I've got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've not just got pictures of him, and right. I've not just got mm-hmm. fuzzy VHS video or eight millimeter old film stock. I've got my son mm-hmm. being him being. Be- Alan Ross. Being mm-hmm. funny, yeah. smart. Hanging out with his yeah. buddies. Yeah. yeah, you can see him as, you know, yeah. the best of him, yeah. as, as I remember him. Yeah, you know, that was the best of him. That was him doing without a care in the world, Yeah, being making people laugh. Exactly. And that's what he did best. And, and, and his family is very, is so, I mean, I can't tell you how appreciative they are. Because that that that's one thing they always bring up. I've all, we've always got him mm-hmm. because of this movie. And somebody can't tell me that that's worthless. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, no matter what we end up doing, no matter what you know, supposedly is our greatest success. Like th- that doesn't go away. So yeah, and who knows when something it might happen to one of us right. too. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you you asked you know you asked too uh, about you know I think Alan answered space cops and sorry space cops and. Um, Bizarreable. And Bizarreable being the, the high points. I think, and, and I love Cannonball, and I think Cannonball mm-hmm. is, I think I would put it up there with those simply because um, it tells the story. And no, we don't have, uh, we don't have the quality actors that maybe some independent films have, but it tells a story and you like these characters if if you like the movie, you like the characters. Mm-hmm. You may you may be upset with some of them, but you like it, and you're pulled into the story, and you wrap and you wrap yourself around. And the fact that we were able to do that, and not not blow a bunch of money and, <laughs> yeah. and get into yeah. debt on it, uh, the fact that we ha- that that's out there, I mean, and people still watch it. I mean, you've got people all the time. I mean, you know, I yeah. had the I had the woman at work that wanted the link to it, and there people are still. You know, they still watch it. They still seek it out. They Tim Holland texted me last night and said, shout out to Tim. <laughs> texted me last night and said that he let a woman at work borrow it in Cincinnati last night. 
Cannonball. And I like I think Bizarrable, the reason I said Bizarrable Space Cops is that that's what people talk to me most about right now. Right. But in my opinion, our greatest achievement is Cannonball. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people that don't know us, and, and like, that's, like, I think I do go back and forth about, like, are we good at what we do? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think about, you know, specific instances, and, and that, that movie is one thing. It's like, people that don't, that's the, the first thing we made. It's 10 years old, and people that don't know us and their kids, you uh-huh. know, Kids love that movie, yeah. like no joke. Like people, kids that do not know us, like eight year old, eight to 12, 13, 14, like love, like legitimately love that movie. And like, you know, I've got a guy at work that, especially for a while, was not the biggest fan of mine. Um, but his kids, you know, he bought a copy of it. He takes it home. His kids watch it, you know, they want to see what it is. And they live out of state. They come in, you know, every other weekend. And want to watch it every single weekend and to this day you know huh. still watch it and they and they've got two copies of it and they always want to watch the movie and it's like yeah. that's something i don't know what that is but that's something yeah. like you know right. why is that and then you i hear tons of stories about kids that love that movie and if you could like force kids like more people to watch the movie right but get it out there yeah beyond what it is who knows but uh i think part of it's where we are i mean we're in a small town, and and you're in Frankfurt. It's a little, it's a little bit. We're not far from Lexington, but we're still in a place where, I think that's part of it. Geography's part of it. The other part is, you know, how how do we go about uh, mm. becoming the best version of ourselves, right? And being and 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 going above and beyond. We, if we had a fourth, if we had a fourth beetle here, uh, it would need to be somebody that could knock on doors. They love to self-promote. Yeah. yeah, and they would self-promote the creative part. Mm-hmm. We yeah, don't have exactly. that. We don't. And, and yeah, we're it. probably not going to have that. But we we just, you know, we're, we're better than we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're a lot more self-promoting than we are. Just we're at a place that it's hard to do that. Do but... You, do you have worries? <clears throat> what are your biggest worries as... A creative person in your creative life moving forward we're all middle-aged now mm. that's awesome <laughs> to say yeah it is when we started this me and alan are 20 yeah 2000 22 ish yeah yeah and now we're you know 40 years old right at it so I mean, looking at it that way, what, it, what are, do you have worries? Are there any worries at all about, you know, creative? Can I keep this up? Am I, you know, I'll start just so you know what I'm talking about. Like, I worry that at some point creativity goes away. And I think you see that. I think it, I mean, I don't know. Like Adam Sandler, <laughs> for instance. I think, you know, like. I think your your sense of well your sense of humor changes as you get older. You just right. it seems to happen to everybody. You just you you know it doles down a little bit. And you you know you don't want to joke around as much and you know and for me like the main the main thing that I take joy of is making people laugh. Is like since we haven't kind of hit on that one thing that I think we just nailed yet is like am as time is going here am I getting less funny? Am I going you know? And are my ideas drying up? I worry about that. I worry about mm-hmm. you know the, my 
creativity diminishing and my ideas going away and getting fewer and fewer. Do you do you all worry about anything like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I worry. I also worry about like the older I get, the worse I feel. Like at the end of a mm. end of a day and the end of a week and all that stuff. And it's just like it, mm. is the, if that continues down the path it's going, am I going to feel like doing it anymore? Yeah. Am I going to feel like doing anything other than maybe writing? Um, Since it's not your primary job, right? Yeah. Do do I put in forty five hours a week on my feet on concrete mm. with my heads up, my hands above my head? holding 18 to 20 pounds all day long and then on a Saturday do I feel like going out into a, a field and shooting for 14 more hours like that does genuinely concern me because mm-hmm. it's getting harder and harder to do so uh, from a physical standpoint I just don't know if I can do it very long but that's just me being a a massive P um, <laughs> but, but makes sense. I also yeah I also worry about like it seems like even now it seems like five or six years ago I had I couldn't write fast enough to get all my ideas down. Yeah. And now I struggle to think of something funny a week. In a week, it seems like. In one week's time, I struggle. And I'll try. I feel to that think way of too. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just struggle. And then when I come up on something that I think is halfway good, I text it out to y'all because I'm afraid I forget it because mm-hmm. I can't remember anything anymore either. So, yeah, man, I sound like a big old <laughs> fart. <laughs> Yeah, and he's ten years younger than I am, folks. Yeah, like space caps. Like I felt like you know, five years ago, I could have sat down with a notebook and never stopped coming up with ideas for episodes. You know, and and had to make myself stop because we're never going to get to produce these. And now, now you know, is it just me being paranoid? Or but yeah, I have a fear that that's not the case anymore. That you know, just it's it doesn't Mm -hmm. just come to me like that anymore. Um. I don't think we, it, but if you look at if you look at our humor, if you look at our brand, I don't think we, a lot of times, I don't think we try too hard for the humor. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we're trying just so hard to get laughs. Yeah, we're putting stuff out there, and it is, and there's some there's some funny stuff out there, and some uh, sometimes it's 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 the writing, sometimes it's a combination of the writing, and the portrayal, the character, or the circumstances. But I think um, I don't know. I I don't I don't think we're gonna lose. I don't think. I mean, I, you are getting paranoid. You're close to forty. <laughs> we are getting paranoid. I'm, I'm I think that's a you trust me. You might be right. Trust me. In a few years, you're gonna you're gonna turn. You're gonna get into apathy, yeah. which is the next stage. <laughs> and, and you don't care as much. And you're not worried about as much. And for so. the people that haven't seen Cannonball, that's what it's all about. Like I was worried, honestly, I was worried about this yeah. at age 25. Was time getting away from me? And that's what yeah. the whole movie's about. Yeah. Is it like, is. yeah, is it just it's your chance to do something special slipping away from you. Right. You know, because you didn't grab it by the horns or whatever. And, and and one day you look up and you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old and, you know, it's the kind of movie. It's the kind of movie you would make Doesn't it in sound your funny, 50s guys? and 60s. Doesn't it sound like a good time? <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> Still a few copies left. Um, but, I mean, you know, um, well, I, lost my, I lost my thought. lost my train. Um, but, you, but also... I still lost it. Okay. I Sorry. I thought if I said, but also. I take solace from things like, uh, honestly, being the comic nerd that I am, I look at Stanley and I've, I've held him 
you know, for the past 10 years, I've been able to hold him mm-hmm. at age 40. That's when he invented the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And then for the next few years, you know, the Hulk, the Iron Man, the the Iron Man, the Iron Man. Spider-Man, the <laughs> you Donald. know, on and on and on. He was, you know, half, at least right. half of the creative process that, that made all these things up and, and always looked at that like, okay, at, at 40, I mean... He had one of the greatest creative runs, world-building runs that we've ever seen, period, in, mm. you know, in, in the history of the world as far as storytelling goes. And I don't care how nerdy that makes me to say that. Uh, I think it's indisputable. It's just one of the most original creative runs that anybody's ever had, and he did that at 40. And now, you know, so I could always hold that out there, like, I'm not 40 yet, but here we go. But anyway... <laughs> It is doable, and 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 now I'll just have to like move it to to Eastwood, you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> telling the other great, end, yeah. telling great stories at eighty years old. Yeah. So, and, are you a and kid? Continually you getting feel, better. Do you, mm-hmm. do you do you feel like you're thirty eight right now? No, I don't. Do you feel like what a thirty eight going on forty person should feel? No, and and that's all in your head. Like right. I'll, I think I'll always and and. And I hope that's the case. We'll always feel much younger. And, and you know, I, I always felt like I kind of hit 25 and just stayed there as far as, like, sense of humor. Right. And, and, you know, kind of that that side of me that wants to have fun and be a goof and be able to be silly, you right. know. And I, and I hope that always stays. But I definitely don't feel almost 40. Right. What about you, Alan? Um, I think there are times when I do and times when I don't. When I'm hanging out at home with my kids and playing video games and, you know, watching a movie or something like that. I don't definitely, but sometimes at the end of a long day when I'm at eight o'clock and I'm struggling to stay awake, then, then right. I definitely feel right. 40 or, <laughs> or more. So it definitely, it, it comes and goes and it probably depends on what day you ask Well, me. physical exhaustion, that, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. But Mentally, I mean, you, you don't feel like, oh gosh, we're, Come on, Christy. Let's go eat dinner at the at Sizzler five. at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't feel that. No, and I, you know, I don't care about the kids getting on my lawn or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. What about you? I I I think it's probably to my detriment, but I don't. I've kind of felt Good. like a kid, mm-hmm. um, to an extent. Now you know, sometimes I'll have the grumpy times. I, I've been called <laughs> grumpy a lot in the last six to eight months. I think. <laughs> Uh, for whatever reason, uh, I can never understand what those reasonings are. But anyway, um, but for the most part, I don't feel, you know, like when I'm, at, when I'm at work, I don't feel like, you know, when people come by and they're like, uh, yes, sir, uh, can you help me? I need to uh, do this video project. And, and I, you know, I'm like, ah, yeah, you can. You don't ever want to call me that again, but I'll help you. Uh, so I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't feel grumpy in that way either, but I don't ever feel like I'm double, almost triple their age. I don't feel that way. Um, so, and, and I think that's a big part of it. I really do. Because now physically I, I feel fine for the most part, but now, you know, I don't, I don't work on my feet, but now I have, I have physical t- moments and it's just like, oh gosh. Mm. And that plays a different thing, but I mean, mentally, I just, I feel like, you know, I feel that that's, that's a big, the biggest part of it is, mm-hmm. you know, how do I feel? Do I feel like, you know, at any point, I can't imagine myself at any point mentally saying, well, this is just for young whippersnappers mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it. I just can't imagine ever saying that. 
Yeah. Even at what, even at my age now, I don't see that day coming anytime soon, and hopefully never. I mean, you know, Stan's Stan's probably the same way. I mean, he's how old now? Yeah, he's a darn near hundred. No, we can say he's in his nineties. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's darn near a hundred years old. And I mean, look, he's but he's had a great last 60 years oh, too yeah. also has he i mean he's <laughs> he's, he's had a pretty good run yeah. it ain't been bad yeah yeah and he's got to do what he wants to do so that's part of it and yeah we have we're not in that same boat um at least at the success level but um you know i if i thought we were moving in the wrong direction i would probably i would probably say something now because yeah. I'm, I'm you know i'm grumpy um <laughs> And, and you know what? And if I do say it, I don't take it personally. I'll, I'll just I'll, the only way. The only reason I'll say it is if, if is if I feel that you know somebody's got to be the bad cop or whatever. I would never. I'm not that type of person. Anyway, no, I think we got to have to rock the boat. But sort of level of honesty with each other. It's not not going to work. Do you think that that's like us all sort of being kids at heart and not really growing up mentally is sort of a detriment at some points? As far as there's really, if we don't ever feel like we're getting older in our heads, then there's really no sense of urgency. I knew where you were going with that. I knew the sense of urgency was coming. Um, possibly. The, you know, we could use a sense of urgency sometimes. Right. But yeah. I wouldn't want it at the cost of, you know, not feeling this way. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. Not having that creative impulse. Yeah. And only doing it because... Well, I've got five years left, or right. I've got ten years left. I mean, because I do that is in the back of my mind, like all the time, and I don't want I don't want more of it. I like I don't right. I don't want to let it creep sure. forward mm-hmm. in my brain, you know. Like is, I, I feel the same way, but I, I also at the same time, being where I am, I'm like, okay, well, we let's move, let's yeah. move on this. Right. If we're gonna do a feature, I don't know how we're gonna do it. The timing's going to be crazy. We can't do it the way we did last time. Yeah. But how can we how could we best utilize our talents to make a feature to get a feature out there and something that we want to do and it's something that we uh, logistically can pull off. We do definitely have to push ourselves and each other just to produce stuff. Yeah. Mhm. Um so we do need that sense of urgency. So it's it's a it's it's a balancing act. You do a hundred percent of the editing for us. Does it help you when we say we're gonna come on up and help you edit one night? <laughs> it, it definitely makes the it makes it happen. Yeah, um, you know that's that's one thing for sure. Is that and it, you know because I don't want it to be lost on you or for you to take it for granted that that I'm just sitting <clears> home. Thinking, glad Scott's got that. As I kick back with my, you know, my lemonade and, and watch some House of Cards or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. It never bothers me, you know, at all. I enjoy doing it. Group um, editing is tough. It is. There's there there's a there's a reason that you know. I mean, a film's going to have an editor, maybe maybe an editor mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. maybe an editor's assistant. But there's usually one guy. Yeah, that's got his hand. And because it's incredibly boring. For yeah. for anybody that's not doing that's pushing the buttons, mm-hmm. it it's is. awful. And if you start, if you start cutting it, and then you're like, 
I've got the Hong Kong flu. I'm going to go throw up in my football helmet. I tell you what, Ty, why don't you take this one? Or Alan, you take this one. So it's it's not something that you can just say, here, um, here, wash my car. Right. Yeah. You know, you've got, I mean, the way you edit is different than the way I edit or the way Alan would edit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it, you know, you, you can't you can't do half of it and then hand off mm-hmm. an important scene to me and say, right. okay, yeah. you just, I, I'm going to include you. I want you to be more included. I want you to physically touch the mouse. <laughs> and I want you to, I want you to use the, the, the razor blade tool. And I want you to, <laughs> you can't, you know, whoever's, whoever's, whoever's doing it yeah. has got to be the guy that's doing it. Yeah. Now we're here. If we, if we want to say, you know, Scott, I think we need to bring that back right before he comes in the door. Or right after the doorknob turns, <laughs> yeah. Then we're there. We can, mm-hmm. we can, we can act. We can tell you, but you're still. You've got your hands on it. It's gonna fit the way the rest of the movie's cut. Mm-hmm. If you try to do it any other way, it's just impossible. Yeah. So, I think that's a good place to wrap it wow. up because if we don't. Your wives will never let us do it again. This will be the end after we spent three say, hours talking about it. I did say it. something positive about her, though. Right? <laughs> more than one thing. Me. More yeah. than one thing. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And you, this is definitely going to have to get split up. A, a couple, because you put this thing out here, nobody. Everybody's going to laugh at the idea of listening to it. <laughs> of us interviewing each other. Rambling. For three hours. Yeah, it's about ourselves. <laughs> but again... Okay, who wants some? Again, hopefully... I hope somebody can get it. like that's interesting to somebody is like trying to be as honest as we possibly yeah. can about you know what we do and what we've done well and and stink at and you know just the kind of process right and I think there was a lot of blowing up our own rear ends tonight too <laughs> so maybe at some point we can we can bring the other side of it and maybe disagree on something and have some have some knockdowns in here yeah and so in one way. If you're wondering what this show is going to be like in the future, in in some ways, n- nothing at all like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing <laughs> at all. Knows a lot less dirty Sanchez. Yeah, because <laughs> what what we're going to talk about is 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 doing uh, radio plays and just crazy random things, and then on the other hand, the shows will be like this because we just talk about stuff. Yeah, and so there you go. I'm going to hand it back over to you. All right. Yeah, well, appreciate you uh, listening to the first edition uh, in its entirety. Um, <laughs> who knows how many how many different installments this thing will be in. But um, thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, for Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally Bam! Who would have thought? We had nothing prepared. What's the run time? What do you got over there? we Okay, I stopped it twice. This session is on an hour and 42 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first two had to be thirty minutes apiece. Yeah, had to be. Yeah. It's, so it's we, well over two hours. Here's why Scott doesn't let anybody else edit. <laughs> <laughs>